everybody. This is Dave DeBoe here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in all the way from Memphis, this good-looking guy, Mr. Sam Wilson. He is a real estate entrepreneur. You name it, Sam has done it, does it, continues to do it. I mean, talk about a wide range of experience. Sam's done single-family homes. He's done multifamily properties. He's done RV parks. He's done parking lots. He's done retail. You talk about commercial real estate investing, Sam has done it. In fact, he runs a podcast called How to Scale Commercial Real Estate. Sam, thanks so much for being on the call. Dave, thanks so much for having me. The pleasure is mine. All right, my friend. So how did you get in this whole crazy, wild and wonky world of real estate investing? And how have you made it work with this entrepreneurial ADD you seem to have with like, you name it, this guy does it. <laughs> That's a great question. And and to answer that, I know there's a short podcast, so I'll try to give the truncated, truncated version is you have to rewind all the way to childhood, right? So I grew up really poor. And as a kid, not really poor, but I grew up fairly poor. I didn't know we were supposed to have clothes that fit what type of poor. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as a kid, you figure out real quick what it's like to be hungry, not physically hungry. We always ate, but you also knew that there was other people out there with more. There was always the kid that could afford. I still remember the price today. Ice cream was 40 cents and I was not allowed to buy it at lunch at school. Right. I was like, no, you can't afford that. That's 40 cents. And I'm like, gosh, there's got to be a way. I've sold everything from catalpa worms to corn dogs to taking pallets and cut them up and sold them roadside to scrape a few bucks together. And I think as a kid that grows up in that environment, you always just kind of live with that, like, oh gosh, like if it can turn a dollar, I need to be doing it. And there's problems with that, which is why we'll get into that here in a little bit, because at some point you have to realize that there's more valuable ways to make a dollar than another. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know what, remember what your question was entirely. So <laughs> where, where were we on this day? Well, we talk a little bit about ADD, man. So that's got an apropos. <laughs> <laughs> When did real estate? Oh, yes, right. Itself? Real estate. Bingo. There we go. I knew we were coming back to a topic somewhere I could remember. Real estate. Yeah. So I sold a business up in Indiana. It was a flooring company. My family and I had owned. I bought out part of that when I was 25. I sold it when I was 30. I have no college degree. I'd never worked for anyone else. And so, you know, I am unhirable, right? A guy's a 30 year old dude with like only one job experience and only owned his own company. People don't, they're not like, oh, hey, please come on and join our, like you have no Plus, corporate experience. Did you even want to for crying out loud? Would you even want you know, to? Maybe, I mean, maybe because at that point I had no idea what my next step was. And as coming from the background I came from, there's a lot of panic in that. There's that internal, just like, oh crap. Like I have, I've got to know. And I had the two things that all of us, shoot to you know look for money and time it was a good amount of money for me at that point in time i'd sold the business i had a good amount of money in the bank and i had time on my hands nice. man I, i'd love those two con things to you know, come together again here soon i'd handle them very differently but i panicked and didn't really know what to do ended up in tennessee near my wife's family uh, which is how i am still in tennessee and because we knew we were heading south and and i kept tracking foreclosures i'm like gosh you know, there's, I heard about foreclosures. I didn't know what's going on in real estate. Short story, again, I, I told you it's going to be a truncated story and it's not, is that I ended up buying a, a house at the courthouse steps. Saw a house coming up for auction that morning, went in the living room, asked my wife, do you mind if I go buy a house? She's like, I don't know. Sure, I guess. And then two hours later, I owned a house, right? All right. Made a, made a pile of money on it. And nine years later, I'm still doing real estate. So there you go. Nice. that was the entrance into the real estate space. <laughs> Jumped in both feet. Figured it out as you went. So one of the things that I wanted to chat with you about, because, you know, before we got going with the recording, 
You say one of the topics you like to talk about is why no is more valuable than yes. Why the word no for you is more valuable than somebody saying yes. So that sounds very counterintuitive. That piqued my curiosity. What the heck do you mean by that, Seth? Sure. To further the story is that, again, I've sold everything known to man short of plasma. I've never sold plasma. I'm not, I haven't been that hungry yet. I guess I live in Memphis, which is, you get, you got plenty of places to sell that here. But going an inch wide and a mile deep is really the idea. And I think so many of us struggle with shiny object syndrome, right? I did in real estate. I got into single family houses, flipping, and then I'm like, oh, wait, there's this thing called landlording and, and owning rental property. And then wait, there's lease options, done those. Oh, wait, there's subject twos. Yes, oops, did a lot of those. Oh, wait, I can then focus on buying distressed property from you know aging out landlords. Oh, wait, I can then, and then the, of course, the, and you just keep bouncing around, but never actually dial in on one specific strategy. Right. And it's cost me a lot of years. I'll be honest. I wasted, I wasted, not wasted, I misspent the first five years probably of my real estate career, just goofing around with all these different ideas and strategies and never actually, if I had picked one, again, the, the inch wide and a mile deep idea, and that goes back to why no is more valuable than yes. Like, mm -hmm. stop saying yes. And that's my problem, right? This is my story. Maybe other people, it's the other way around where they all they do is sit and back and just, you know, worry about saying yes. And Analysis paralysis, right? Analysis you got the opposite of it. Yeah, right. So there's two sides to this, and maybe that's the other half of it. But for me, going no, 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 until the one yes makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. I mean, we've streamlined down. There's two asset classes I work in, self-storage and multifamily right now, and okay. that's it. Right. And even the self-storage side is very, very siloed and very intentional. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do, and that's it. Pump the brakes. That's it, because it has to fit this box. So what, what kind of a difference did that make for you, Sam, when you, first of all, how did you come to that realization? Because that sounds like a major epiphany. And I'm, I'm in the same boat you are, my friend. I got that shiny object syndrome. Every look, everything looks awesome. Right. What was the epiphany that really kind of forced you to go that, you know, go deep instead of wide? Great question. The, I mean, it goes in the name of my podcast, How to Scale, yeah. right? If you're going to scale, if you're going to do anything meaningful and grow it, it needs to be very, it, the whole idea of sunlight versus a laser, right? And I realized that, wait, I can do lease options over there, and then I can do, you know, a subject two over there, and then I can buy a rental property, and then I might participate in a multifamily deal. There might be an LP over there. But you know what? None of those are, there's not enough tasks inside each of those different businesses, I'll call it, or different, you know, asset classes or, or ways to invest to actually develop a machine that you can continue to run. So it's like, oh, create wait. Create the systems, create the processes. Create There's the no SOPs, way to do it. The There's no way. Exactly. Exactly. All those things. No way to do it. And then you just end up spinning your wheels, you know, juggling all those things because you think that that's what you do to, you know, again, going back to the poor kid mentality, that's what you do to make a buck. I mean, we got to make a buck. Well, yes, you do. But you can also do it very strategically. And so that's why... I think for me, slowing down to speed up, saying no is more valuable than yes. And, you know, carefully picking what but I was, was there something that just smacked you upside the head that that made you realize that? Because I don't know about you, but for me, it tends to come. These realizations and epiphanies tend to come after extremely painful personal experiences. Did you have anything like that that just really just, tweaked you? Just severe fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got burnt out. Just tired. Like, ah, this, I am tired. 
I am tired. And that's a pretty strong motivator when you're just like, I just, I want to bow out because this is no longer fun. And that's, um, that was really it. Yeah. There was never that, like I lost a pile of money story. There was never the, you know, major mistake. It was just, just all together tired. And also just the realization that shoot, man, like, you know, time is, time is the only asset that we can never get back. Mm-hmm. And I'm aging, not old. I'm aging turned 40 this year, which is a big milestone for me. It's like, Oh man, man. Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's ran out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals, and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code PODCAST. That's right, discount code PODCAST at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next workshop. Dude, you're getting no sympathy for me, so don't be, don't be whining about forty. I'll trade. <laughs> right, but it all comes like it all hit. They just I always say times like toilet paper roll. Right, you start at the beginning and it, and it kind of rolls slow to make a whole revolution. By the time you get halfway through that, yeah, that, that baby's spinning faster and faster. In the end, I mean, the revolution's you know very very fast. So yeah. that's kind of the thinking there. All right, well that makes a lot of sense. And then another point that you've got here is is you prefer to be uncomfortable. And most of the rest of the world is desperately trying as hard as they can to make themselves as comfortable as possible. So what do you mean by you prefer to be uncomfortable? Sure. Well, I mean, one, I've sat on the beach plenty with a fruity drink and I'll find by the time you get there, it's not that much fun. Like it's fun for a day or two. And then it's like, this is it. Yeah. It's like the old saying, you know, the, the millionaire or decamillionaire businessman who get to the top and find out there's nothing there. It's like, oh, wait, maybe there's more to this. But even furthermore, beyond that idea is that growth only happens in discomfort. Like the best things in life, if you want a six pack, you're going to have to work out and you're going to have to even. Or go to the liquor store, one of the two. This is true. <laughs> I approve of both. But if you are, if you are going to get a six pack, you're going to have to eat really, really disciplined, right? Like your nutrition has to be right spot in line. Abs are made in the kitchen. It's like, oh, wait, that's uncomfortable. You know, whatever it is, whatever, wherever major growth occurs, that's a physical one. But if there's, if it's in business, you know, you're going to have to do things that make you uncomfortable. I just finished a mastermind call and it was like, I had to tell them the one thing that, that I really am struggling with that doesn't make me uncomfortable, but it's a discipline and it requires work beyond what it is that I necessarily output and necessarily want to put out. And it's like, okay, I've got to reorient some things because that makes me uncomfortable to get that done. So I need to do that. And so if you want to progress beyond whatever, whatever ceiling you've hit, get uncomfortable you know, this has been, I've, I've labeled this year, and I've said this on a couple other shows already, but it's, it is every year I put a theme for the year. Nice. And I, and so I have a, kind of my, my daily routine, my daily, you know, uh, journal, my everything I put in it, but it, but all my own theme for 2021 is I must become uncomfortable in everything I undertake. And I've really hit it. Like, I, I don't know that 2021 could have been less uncomfortable than it's been. 
And I will say that 2021 has had, you know, for me personally, just meteoric growth, which is doubly fun to see. It's like, oh, yeah, you're the guy that finally stands in the mirror after, you know, eating, eating your getting your macros just right and working out five times a week and being very disciplined on the weekends and having no cheat days. And all of a sudden you stand up here and you're like, oh, I see abs. That's fun. (laughs) Like, look, it actually works. But it takes time, right? That's the kicker. Yeah, man. Is that yeah. People want to take a pill and get it, and you know, and get their fix, and be like, "Oh yeah, man!" Like it's like there's just there's no shortcut, there's no fast way, there's no overnight to success or growth. And I find that the baseline ingredient is to get super uncomfortable because that's what most of us don't want to do. We're hardwired to take the easy way, but the easy way isn't the easy way. No one tells so you would, that either. So would you have any suggestions for somebody who's listening to this and says, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm ready to kind of try this uncomfortable thing. What what would be like a, a recommendation you would give somebody who hasn't really done that before, but they're thinking about it? I've got one that comes to mind for myself, but I'd be interested in finding out yours. Find one thing that you want. Mm-hmm. Find one thing you want to become or one goal or one something you go, gosh, I'd love to. Find out what fills in at the end of that sentence. I'd love to, okay, and what's it going to take to get there? Because I guarantee you that whatever you'd love to do probably has discomfort in front of getting that done, right? It's like everything you want lies on the other side of fear idea. Like, okay, get past the fear, embrace the discomfort, and I would love to do blank. Nice. That's that's it. Yeah, I know. I I had a similar epiphany at the beginning of the whole pandemic thing. I was super fat and out of shape and just feeling gross and then saw the the dangers of what are the risk factors for this damn thing it's being overweight i checked that one off all right having respiratory challenges oh i'm asthmatic check that one off high blood pressure geez i've been popping pills for that for a dozen years check that one off said oh crap i better get my you know what together so i did i focused on that and i got myself really uncomfortable trying that whole remember that 75 hard thing yeah yeah so I, I didn't learn my lesson how to do that twice, <laughs> which is no fun. Talk about getting uncomfortable. And right. long and the short of it, you know, between that and, and some other things I've done, dropped 55 pounds, got off, got off the meds. I haven't had to suck on one of my asthma inhalers for eight months now, wow. all because of that focus, man. That's getting uncomfortable, just like wow. you. Wow. Yeah. Dave, that's amazing. Good for you. Nice. I don't have the six pack. I don't have the six pack, either one. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, it's, you're absolutely right. Get yourself uncomfortable, even in one area of your life. And I don't know about you, but I find it kind of expands to other areas of your life. Like you get those wins in one area and it tends to happen in others. Do you find 100%. this? 100%. Success begets success. And it's, yeah, yeah again, that you, yeah, you said it. That's exactly right. That is fantastic. Well, Sam, fantastic, fantastic bits of advice and suggestions and whatnot here. I've had the pleasure of being on your podcast. Why don't you tell people a little bit more about how to scale commercial real estate? And if they want to find out more about Sam Wilson and all the cool stuff that you're up to and follow you, connect with you, whatever they want to do, what should they do, Sam? Yeah. I mean, the first and foremost, the best way to connect is to listen to the podcast, How to Scale Commercial Real Estate. Of course, you can find that on all the platforms. The next best place is to go to our website, Bricken, B-R-I-C-K-E-N, investmentgroup.com. There are lots of, we put out a weekly newsletter. There are loads of weekly blog on there, as well as you can find the podcast, resources. One thing I do have that it's a lead magnet, I call it a lead magnet, but there's a, a free guide. 
It's, yeah. a, it's actually a great guide that you can download on our website. So just go to brickinvestmentgroup.com forward slash checklist. And the checklist you can download, it's called How to Vet a Deal in 10 Minutes. Nice. So if you're just starting out in real estate, one of the things you're going to get, talk about shiny object syndrome, is, is this a good deal? Should I invest in it? I don't know. I don't think about the deal. You know, it will help you because I spent hours early out of the gate reviewing deals, wasting tons of time looking at deals I had no business looking at because they just didn't fit really in the end what my criteria was. Mm -hmm. And so I had to come up with a process, a deal in 10 minutes, say yes, no, or investigate further. And this guy will help you do that and really narrow, narrow down your investing criteria. So that's the another way. You can always reach out to me, Sam at BrickenInvestmentGroup.com. Oh, that is fantastic. Sam, thank you so much. You're an awesome podcast guest and you're all around hell of a good guy. So thank you very much for sharing some of your time here today. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you having me on. All right, everybody. Take care. See you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book, right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.